0: Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline CarolineHair or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Girls, 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 guess what? We have a friend of mine on our podcast today, and her name is Chadi. Guys, you do not—you um, do not know how awesome this girl is. Um, I'm so excited about Chadi coming to Waves Girls Conference, and um, it's been something that I—I I was up in the mountains back a couple years ago. I didn't—I didn't know you at all, Chadi, back then. But I <laughs> was on a prayer retreat, and someone had told me about your podcast, and I listened to it up there in the mountains as I was unpacking, and I was like. This I
1: Cry in Corners girl, like I need her (laughs) in my life. So hi, Chadi, how are you? I'm good. I'm just really honored. Thank you so much for including me. I'm excited to be with you guys in November.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Um, If you don't know, um, Chadi, she's just a boss chick. Like she, she she writes books. She has a podcast. She launches and produces shows. Um, She's a part of Awakening TV, a streaming service that's new. Um, And she's done a couple different shows, Women of the Bible, Coffee with Andy, Outside the Walls, which Shoreline Church that I'm a part of um, was one of the featured shows on that. Um, Questions Aloud, like she just does all these different things, but she doesn't just do that. Like she has a heart of gold. Like I have had a little bit of time with her in between different things at at church. And I've just noticed she is just spirit led. And I really appreciate that about you, Chadi. So we're just so honored to have you on our podcast today and have you in November. Um, But tell me, I know I just gave all the business stuff about you, but like, tell us some fun things about you. Tell us a little bit about you that we maybe don't know from your bio.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, one thing, uh, you just said it. Um, I I was with Awakening TV and Celebration Church uh, since I was 22 years old. I'm actually just stepped into a season where I'm no longer with Awakening TV in Celebration Church. Um, but they have loved me and released me into this new season to write and create documentaries and do all the things I was doing with them in another sphere. So I'm excited to see what God's going to do. I don't know what I, don't, I feel weird about like uh, bios and things of what to say about yourself or what you want people to Um, I always tell people, I don't want people to see my highlight reel and be inspired. I want people to see the things that I struggle through and be inspired. And so if I have to say, I'm very, um, outspoken about the things I struggle with and the things that I have struggled with, because I feel like it's the struggle that inspires, it was the cross that inspired people, you know, it's what brought redemption. It's what brought salvation. And I think, and nowadays in our culture, nobody talks about the nitty gritty grimy stuff. Um, And if they do, they try to glorify it instead of, you know, really walking through it. And so I think that would be the thing most about me, people that does. I mean, my podcast is called I Crying Corners, you know. And um, But yeah, I mean, I'm married. I'm 40 years old. um, I like tattoos. um, (laughs) I drink a lot of coffee. I have a cat. I don't have any kids. I'm stationed right now in Jacksonville, Florida, but I do a lot of traveling with my job. Um, my job right now, and um, I'm excited to see what God's gonna do. Yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. Um, I know with all the travel. I know for me, I like to travel, and like 2020 was just like oh, I literally found myself crying in a corner like <laughs> July 2020. I was like, wow. oh, I can't go out of town. I'm bound oh, yeah. yeah. and I just I love to travel. But for me, one of the things I love to do is just put my headphones on, whether it be in the airport or on a road trip in the car, and just jam out a little bit and so I'm just curious like you can find out so much about people by what they like oh gosh on a road trip like what is your go-to like I need to keep myself awake jam session material
1: um I mean I'm 40 so I feel like my stuff is always going to be dated you know I'm also a creature of habits so I listen to the same three albums over and over again so I'm Cuban my favorite album Time and uh, I listen to a lot of the Jonas brothers sometimes. Um, but Buena Vista Social Club is my go to. Um, if I need anything, uh, Lauren Hills, Miseducation of Lauren Hills, oh, uh, that one, the Fugees. Um, Ooh. I love Adele, yeah. My favorite artist is she's a little dark. Um, uh, Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah. Um, I like songwriters, you know, uh, Ray Lamontagne, uh, you know, Bonavere, those type of things. I'm gonna be moody. Um, you know, I feel like I was emo when it was cool. I'm still a little emo. And, uh, but yeah, I, I I'm always kind of go back to the same five albums over and over and over again, but I do, I am a Joe bro fan. Justin, I like Justin Bieber. I'm not going to lie about it. I think he's great. <laughs> um, like nowadays music, if you had to be like, what are you listening to right now? I'm going to listen to Justin Bieber I don't here. I'm not offended by it. That's um, right. yeah, I love me some Jonas brothers. Um, but yeah, I always go back to the same stuff that I kind of grew up on. So
0: you know it cracks me up um, I have a party bus that I rent out on Tuesdays and I take yeah I know I'm crazy I, I rent out a party so <laughs> I rent out a party bus and I take it to the schools to pick students up um, and bring them to church and know, they they get to like Sing and do requests on music, and it's cracking me up right now. Like, you students, like, y'all love 90s and early 2000s
1: music. Like, dude, y'all? no, no, it was the best. It was the best. I mean, early Britney Spears is a treasure, okay? And <laughs> Sink, a treasure. Um, but I, I'm like early 90s, I'm like Nirvana and yeah. those type of like grungy, you know, I wanted to be on real world and TV really yeah. bad when it was cool. Exactly. and, um, and so, like, yeah, I'm like early nineties um counting crows you know yeah. t i'm like I'm gonna go see t l c in a couple of weeks in concert, oh, no! so, um, yes, <laughs> I went and saw new on the block and Salt and Peppa before they closed everything down like I, that's my era, and I'm gonna go see them in concert and say do all their songs, so that's, that's pretty so amazing I love life. it
0: well, I think a lot of our students are listening to that stuff, so you're good, um, so I'm just curious, I know for me, like I live at the beach, but in- and. <laughs> God speaks to me at the beach, like he totally does, but I'm just curious for you, like what is the most impactful time that you've spent at the beach? Like when was a memory that you can think of that was just super impactful? I don't like the
1: beach. No! Yeah, I don't like the beach. Uh, Bad things happen to me. Bad things happen to me at the beach. Uh, Anytime I'm in water, I'm attacked by something. Uh, my husband's very tropical. Every vacation we go to is the beach. Um, every time I come to Destin, Pastor Darlene puts me in a boat. Um, I'm not. I'm never going to say, hey, let's go to the beach. So let me just start there. Now, I love the beach. I can appreciate the ocean. Um, God talks to me at the beach. Um, yeah. But I will say that the most impactful, <laughs> uh, uh, I was um, snorkeling. With my family when I was 18 years old. And um, I was swimming. I I, I was swimming and I was awesome. It was like 15 minutes of like the most, I was like, this is incredible. I can be a marine biologist. Like, I'm changing my career. This is happening. Um, And I looked down and I swear I saw a shark. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I I saw a shark. I'm freaking out. I immediately panic and start swimming back to the boat because we're in the middle of nowhere in the Keys of Florida. Like, middle of nowhere. This is like, this is so stupid why would i even do this it's not even fun like why would i do this like i'm gonna end up on dateline NBC. stupidest decision of my life and i start swimming back to the boat not paying attention i swim into a school of jellyfish and like i'm stung all over and then i keep swimming through like there's no like understanding of like hey dummy you might want to turn around like I just kept going, like, screw this, I'm going in. We're gonna get back to the boat. It was a worst experience in my life. And I remember it kept me from going into the ocean um, so many times. Like and I've been to some of the most beautiful places you could I mean, Caribbean, Sea, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Bahamas, all of it, beautiful places I've been. My husband has taken us and I don't get in the water ever. I'm like buy me the cabana. I'm not getting in the water. I got in the water in the Bahamas and I got attacked by a fish. Like I'm just not getting in the water. Um, I got in a a helicopter there in Destin and saw nothing but sharks like I don't want to get in the water and so what's happened is I have lived a lot of my life watching from the shore Mm. the things that God could use me in the deep and so the older I've gotten the more adventurous I've gotten and I'm like look just open your eyes dummy there's jellyfish you know Um, if you're going to swim in the ocean, swim in Destin where you can see them coming, you know? And so, um, I would say my biggest impactful lesson from the beach is that like, it's scary. There are things that can eat you, (laughs) but keep your eyes open. You know? Yeah. Just like the world that it's scary. And it will eat you a lot, just keep your eyes open. And so uh, that would be the most impactful thing for me. That's awesome. I'm not sure you expected that one that was like.
0: No, I wasn't (laughs) expecting that at all, but I love it because I know growing up, coming to Destin um, on vacation, I'm a Nashville girl, but now I've lived here for eight years this month and I've become a beach snob. And it's because I wanna be able to see what I'm walking into.
1: Yes, yeah, it's because you live in Destin. I live in Jacksonville where the water is like, you don't know if there's a shark or an alligator. We have legit alligators in our ocean. It's just swimming along. So like, you know what I don't want to do? Get eaten by an alligator in the ocean. Like that just, be, and it would happen to me. It would legit happen to me. So I'm good. I'm good. You guys, I'll, I'll just watch you. I'm out. <laughs> I'm fine. There's lots of sharks where I'm at. I don't, I don't need that kind of, I'm good. I'll watch. I'll watch. You're I'll go right. to Destin and get in the water.
0: Yeah. You know, um, so with waves are our, our kind of our theme of our conference and really just when we're talking about core values, it's a thing, right? Yeah. We've got to have core values. And, and really our slogan is just that we want to be making waves for Christ in our home okay. world. And whenever I think about like the ocean and just what you do in your life and what you just talked about, like going into places and, and realizing like, it's a tough world you know, how does someone go about making waves for Christ? Like,
1: how, do, how does that even work? <laughs> yeah. Well, the truth is, is that a wave doesn't happen on its own. You know, it's it's the wind that causes the water to circle, right? right. Um, at least that's what Google says. Um, <laughs> right. You know, waves don't happen on their own. And I think a lot of times we as humans think we can do make our own waves and then it's stupid, it doesn't work, they're, are, they're, they're artificial. If you want to make waves for Christ, you have to first be attached to Christ, just like the waves have to be attached to the wind. And I, and I, and I don't mean just attached, I mean like really truly surrendered. And I think, um, I think that a lot of times believers, at least what I have found now, um, in these last 20 years of my life is that these, the new generation, and actually my generation as well is we care a lot about our feelings. Um, and I say this as a millennial, we care a lot about our feelings and um, we won't make waves because we care more about our feelings than God. And if you want to make waves for God, you're going to have to make waves within yourself and really surrender a bunch of things. And I, I would say you want to make waves, you got to surrender. And that's really the wind that pushes things forward.
0: That's amazing. That's so true because a lot of things that we do whenever you're making waves, I mean, I, I joke and say all the time, I'm like, I feel like I, I do it just naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it comes with surrender because you can't always be popular in making waves, you know? and so sometimes you can't care about being popular
1: like jesus didn't care about being popular jesus cared about being a sacrifice and if we're sitting around working our life to be popular like the pharisees were popular you know what i mean like who do you want to be jesus was unpopular revolutionaries are unpopular people that Mm -hmm. you know it's uh, popular is so stupid it's not even a thing it's it's i should write a book called popular it's stupid it's a thing. Um, but it's just, I feel like people care, like all those popular people in high school that everyone was so hyped up about, like they have so many problems now. Like they were cool in high school. None of that really matters. Like none of it matters in the real world. And so, I don't know, man, I could go on a 45 minute tangent on that, but I won't.
0: No, it's true. It's true. You know, um, at Waves, we want every girl to know their identity and their calling I mean, at the core basis, like what you were talking about, the I Crying Corners and just going to the deep places. It's mm-hmm. like you can't do do something that's going to impact people if you don't know who you are. One hundred percent Um, so I'm just curious for you, like when did you first realize your identity in Christ? Like what was that like for you?
1: I think first I had to realize who I was on my own. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember being in fourth grade. And um, I tell this story all the time, but I was in fourth grade and my mom, my mom, um, I wanted this like all white cool outfit in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Like it was really <laughs> yeah. cool. And my mom couldn't afford it. So my uncle bought it for me. And I was like my birthday weekend. I showed up to like my new school. We had to leave school in the middle of the year and we show up at the new school. And like day one, they decided to have a field day. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Field days wow. what they did back in the day. They still do. All the kids together, they do. It's like a you know, and uh, apparently, my grade knew gymnastics. I, like they did gymnastics, and so I'm standing in line with all these kids doing flips, and like my turn is coming up, right? And I'm looking at my brother who's on this side. And I'm looking at my sister who's on the other side. They're looking at me like, "What are you gonna do?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I'm not a gymnast. Like I'm the, I'm the clumsiest person in the world. Like I've knocked myself unconscious before with a vacuum. Like I'm just clumsy. You know what? You don't need to do pretend like you're a gymnast." And I was like right. <laughs> and I tripped, I was running full speed and I tripped and I slipped and literally ate the grass covered in grass in my white outfit. Every kid in the school starts laughing. Oh no. So I I stood up. I didn't cry. I stood up. I kind of bowed, like wiped myself off. And then I bowed. Like I was thinking that I was like, (laughs) I'm a gangster. And I did like one of those like things in the air. And I just bowed again. And it was like, it's kind of taken me through my whole life. Like, look, this is who I am. I'm unapologetically who I am. I saw somebody from high school the other day for the first time in 20 years. And they were like, dude, you're exactly the same. You're exactly as weird. I heard your voice immediately knew it was you. And my husband goes, you know, that's weird for you to have known who you were in high school. Yeah. Like it, ne- I never wavered the comp in the confidence of who God had made me to be because my identity was never wrapped in. I'm a good person. Basketball player, or I'm going to go to college and do this. My identity was always wrapped in I'm God's. He saved me when I was a baby when I should have died. He saved me when I was five years old when I should have died. He saved me when I was battling extreme anxiety and depression when I was 12. Like, He's walked me through getting kicked out of high school when I was in 10th grade. Like, God walked me through all these really difficult times. He, I was His. And because I was attached to being His, nothing else mattered. And so I, I'm a weirdo. So I believe your calling is to love God and love people. There it is. It's simple. And I believe that my identity is wrapped in him. He's, I'm his daughter and that's who I am. Everything else is icing on the cake. And so it's, it's a value in me to, I don't waver from that. Whatever I'm good at, whatever I'm not good at, whatever, whether I'm married, when I was married, before I was married, now that I'm married, like all those things, They're just icing on the cake. Who I am is God's and that doesn't waver. And so when I head into difficult situations Mm -hmm. that make me question who I am, I go back to the fourth grade kid and I take a bow and I say, this is who I am. I don't care if I'm covered in green. I don't care if it's ruined my outfit. I don't care if you're laughing at me. Like that's who I am and I'm a gangster. And so whatever.
0: (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm just picturing you like
1: that as a little girl. <laughs> I mean, I looked exactly the same. I should find the picture, but like, dude, everybody was laughing. And my brother was just like, what are we doing here? I was like, I'm awesome. Enjoy it. Like, and I remember, I remember after that, all these little kids who people like I, I worked, I, I went to a school where it was very, um, racially, um, charged. Mm-hmm. And so we got beat up a lot, a lot in the school. And I remember it was like that moment, all these little kids that were, kind of in the same thing saw that I was not going to bow to them and okay. whatever they, and it was like, we some we, I was like, all these little kids kind of came to me and we're like, we became a little crew of friends that got beat up all the time. But it's <laughs> like, I believe that that's what happens in, in, in the world. Like people need to see that you're okay with just being you. Right. And it, brings, it's, it's becomes, it's like Jesus and it becomes a safe place for people to then find refuge,
0: you know? Right, that's good. I think so many times, especially, and it doesn't, it doesn't stop necessarily whenever you exit high school or exit middle school. Some people deal with it till they're like 60, 70 years old but this idea of like wanting to try on different identities and try on like, Oh, I'll try this. I'll try this. Maybe yep. this is me. Maybe this is me. Maybe this is my calling. And it, and what you said is true. It's like, man, if we could figure that out at an early age, that you're simply a child
1: of God <laughs> and that you're, you know, God lost. doesn't make mistakes. No, God doesn't make mistakes. God wasn't up in heaven going, I wonder if they're going to figure that out. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna, you know what I mean? And, And I could go into what I believe about that and offend everybody, but at the the end of the day, God doesn't make mistakes. You're exactly who God created you to be just because you don't don't understand it doesn't mean that God doesn't understand it. But that's why you got to go back to the, if you want to make ways, if you want to know who you are, you have to live a life, surrender to God. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense.
0: Whenever this is a rogue question. Um, (laughs) I like rogue questions. Whenever I think of, um, of you, because I have assumed, I mean, not the exact same story, but I came to know the Lord early and I knew who I was in Christ early at, you know, as a fifth grader and really held his hand through that whole process. But I know for me, there were moments of wavering of understanding, like, wait a minute, I forgot that I'm God's child right now. Like I 100%. totally forgot that. Um, whenever you have had those moments of wavering from understanding that you're God's child and like your core mission, like how did you get yourself back there, back to that place of knowing that you're,
1: you're God's, you know, (laughs) I can tell you when I was 10, when I was 15, when I got kicked out of high school in 10th grade, I can tell you exactly in my twenties when it happened. It's, it's every decade or every five years I go through a life crisis, you know, where something happens where I go, God, I don't, I'm not sure I believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know, God, I, this can't be the Jesus that I know. You that's know, I've been in be ministry. free. Just you saying that. Oh, oh my God. If you're not questioning things and i'm not talking about deconstructing like i'm sitting around i'm just deconstructing my faith that's not a thing i can't i'm not even gonna get started on why that bothers me because jesus did not deconstruct his sacrifice he didn't get on the cross to go oh my god should i be doing this no he said lord let your will be done father let your will be done right and so for me it's like there are moments where i legitimately question i'm gonna write a book one day this is that says, I love Jesus, but his bride is a butthole. And I just, because Jesus is freaking awesome, but his bride needs a quick slap to the face with a chair. Okay. And so I just, normally when I find myself questioning God, this is what I've realized. It's usually because somebody from the bride has just done something so stupid that I'm like, I don't even, Lord, I love you, but I don't like your people. Mm-hmm. And so because I, I've, I'm, I'm a context person, I'm able to root most of my, God, I don't really believe in you right now because your bride is a dummy. Um, I, I, what I do is I go back to the word of God. That's a big one. I'm in the word. So when I start questioning God, I go back to what he said. Somebody once told me that, I read a book, and in the book it says that when you pray, you talk to God. But when you read his word, he speaks to you. So I have certain things that I always go back to. If I find myself in distress, I go to Psalms 23, okay? If I find myself feeling overwhelmed, I go to Psalms 27. If I find myself feeling like I have no friends, I go to Job. Like, God, I don't need anybody. I need you. You know, like there's certain things in the Word. So I would say when I find myself questioning God, I go back to the very first story when the enemy uh, had Eve question God. Mm -hmm. The enemy only has one stupid friggin' thing that he does. And he causes us to question God. Think about it. In every situation where he's caused a problem, he doesn't do anything. He just kind of sits back and goes, did God really say that? Did he say that? He did it to Jesus in the wilderness. So I find when I start questioning God, it's because there is a breakthrough or something awesome about to happen. And the enemy is legit trying to get me to question God. And so if I find myself questioning God, I go back to what he said and what he said usually for me is, uh, you know, that like he's, he's still God. Right. I, always, I say, I start saying this out loud. This might sound dumb. I'll say, God, you're still God and you're still good. That's good. And so I put words to what I know. It might not have hit my heart yet, but I know it to be true. And so I get in the word and I, I remind myself who God is because usually most of the stuff I'm pissed off about is his bride just being dumb.
0: Well, and sometimes it takes a minute for our, our heart to catch up with our head and our mouth. <laughs> and you have to speak it, right? Um, yeah. So whenever I think of with us, we're kind of talking about our core values and, and some of our core values is just being worshipers. Like that, that's what it means to be like, what does it mean to be a girl that makes waves? Like you're a worshiper of God, you're Mm -hmm. advancing the kingdom. Like you're vocal about it. You're not going to be quiet. Um, You're engaged with others, engaged with heaven. Like you're solid, you know, the solid rock. So when I think about, about those core values, like how have you walked these out in your own personal home, like with your family, um, your community, and then in the world,
1: what has that that been like for you? Okay. I think I can do this quickly. Uh, First of all, worship to me is not worship on a Sunday. Worship is a lifestyle. It's how I love. It's how I lead. It's how I serve people. If you're not worshiping God, like David was writing the Psalms on a rock covered in poop before he was ever king. So like, if you're not worshiping in secret, your worship in public really doesn't, isn't worship. It's lip service. So I make sure that my secret life lines up with my public life. So that's the first thing. Advancing. Um, advancing doesn't always mean running. I, I always felt like I had to do things really quickly. and No, you know, God's just like, take a minute. So, so You know, advancing the kingdom means I'm good. My self-care is good, but because I can't, it's like um, when a plane, they always tell you, put your oxygen first before you put somebody else. If you want to advance the kingdom, you got to be good before you can put the oxygen on somebody else. And so um, I would say that's another thing for me. I advance the kingdom by making sure that I'm in a healthy place. And then if I'm in a healthy place, I can, you know, um, lead other people. You can never lead people where you haven't gone you know? Um, also vocal doesn't always mean talking. <laughs> you can do a lot more with your actions than you can with your mouth. And so everybody thinks they've got to say something on social media when most of the people should just shut up. Oh my God, stop talking. Like, I really struggle when people are like, you should say something. Not, nah, that's not my monkey or my circus. I want no part of that. God hasn't told me to say that. Like, right. if you want to be vocal, make sure that God's the one telling you to use your voice and not use your hands and not use your ears. Most of the time, he's going to want you to use your ears and your heart and your actions more than he's going to ask you to use your voice. So to me, vocal doesn't necessarily mean voice. It right. means like your actions. Um, being engaged, I think being present every day to what God is doing, um, like discernment's knowing what God is doing, but discretion's knowing what you should be doing, and so being, being engaged in what God's doing means not only do I know what God's doing right now, I can, I can walk into a room and know that God, these people uh, are in desperate need of the Lord, but doesn't necessarily mean I need to engage it, so I always need to know what I'm doing in the room, you know? That's and good. so I'm constantly asking God, like, what should I be doing? Should I say something? Should I, you know, those two things are really important. I think that's what helps you stay engaged. Like when a car is in neutral, it's not engaged when it's in drive, it's engaged, but there are gears and things that need to be, that transmission needs to be locked in before you can actually engage. And I would fit, I would say my discretion and my discernment engaged together is what keeps me engaged. Wow. And then um, solid. Man, the, my foundation is in Christ and it's in his word. It's not in me. Um, I'm a mess. I will drop an F-bomb in traffic. I'm not a perfect person. I struggle with a lot of social anxieties. Um, I don't, I'm an, an extreme introvert um i i have a lot of learned behaviors to get better with people and like people will meet me and be like oh my god you're like oh my god you're such an ex we're gonna be best friends and i'm like oh my god no you know (laughs) please don't make eye contact with me like I have a lot of weird social anxieties. Um, I love people. I'm a hugger. So then what happens is all these strangers want to hug me in public. It's just weird. I got germaphobic. I'm not a perfect person is what I'm saying. So because I know I have a lot of imperfections, I hold on to the perfection that is God. And it is in those things. Like if I can just do something good, God will make it great. So I just really, Lord, you're the one that's great. I'm going to be solid in you. And I feel like if you can do all those things, it'll seep into your home. It'll seep into your community. It'll seep into the world.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, yes. You know, I, I just, as I'm thinking about this, I just cannot wait to continue this discussion in November. Like, I know I saw like a little blurb on your social media about breaking yeah. points. And I, I mean, that particular topic, I'm just so excited um, for you to be tackling and talking about with these young ladies, with these girls, um, just because I think so many times breaking points do feel um, like, oh my goodness, the world's crashing down around me. Um, but in reality, it's it's what's leading you to your breakthrough. And so yeah. I'm just so excited um, about you coming and sharing with us and um, spending some time. And we just got like a little bit of taste of of you today. And so... <laughs> I, girls, I love it because, you know, it's one of those things like, um, Chadi, you and I are different and I'm super outgoing and extroverted and all those things. But I sensed that you were introverted whenever I met you. And I was like, I'm not going to scare her. I'm (laughs)
1: going to try. Well, because people don't care. People are weird. Again, I love Jesus, but it's people are weirdos. And, um, that's another book I should write. It's a series. (laughs) It's right, I love it's Jesus, right. but it rides a butthole. I love Jesus, but his people are weirdos. yeah, you know people are nuts, and I appreciate you not making me scared so <laughs> i 've had very different experiences.
0: but the thing that I love about it is that um, there's there 's girls that come to our girls' conferences that are like you, and there 's girls that are like me, and i 'm like and we need people to speak to all of them um, and so i 'm so excited um, just that you 're going to be sharing with us, and so I just want to find out. Um, for, for the girls to just, where can we follow you? How can we stay up to date with what you're doing? What's going on? What, where can we follow you?
1: Well, my website's icryincorners.com. So all my updated stuff is there. I have, I'm currently in the middle of my podcast season right now. So I'm, I'm releasing podcasts every two weeks. So I think this week, episode three drops. Um, so you can follow, that's on iTunes and Spotify. It's on YouTube, you can watch the videos. And then, but for me, I would say my biggest place of contact with everybody is in the Instagram, like the kids are patting it. Um, So yeah, Chadi Orozco uh, um, is where you can find me on Instagram. Um, If you DM me, I do respond. It's me. It's not my team. I don't respond on Facebook. The team does respond there um, because I'm never there. Um, But um, I do respond on the Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's really where if you want to learn anything, it's about me. Um, I'm not big on social media I'm big on living my life and then social media being a part of that and so if you're looking for like every I'm not going to do that uh, I'm just but I love you and I will respond <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are so excited well thank you so much and I will definitely um, I'll be dropping that information in our bio and all that stuff or, um, on Spotify and iTunes so um, girls, we are just so excited and we cannot wait to be with you again in November. So thanks again, Chatty, for coming on today. Of course. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.